Alright, welcome to episode 2. Um, if you guys listened to our pilot, you guys kind of got to know us a little bit. Um, I'm Jack, and uh, this is my boy JC. What's up, what's up, what's up? What you been up to, JC? Give us a little update. Uh, not much, man. These past couple of weeks, it's been really, really wet up here in NorCal. Um, so, trying to stay indoors as much as possible. Been keeping up with my regular hoop schedule so i try to hoop about twice or twice a week two or three, three times a week so that's been keeping me busy oh man i'm jealous you know my back's been acting up so i haven't been able to hoop so like uh, i remember a couple of days ago you said uh you were all pent up or like a couple of weeks ago you were pent up because you didn't get your regular runs in and uh, i haven't been getting any regular runs in it's brutal yeah man it's it's a commitment trying to play hoops is a it's a big commitment and if you're if you if your body doesn't let you or if your schedule doesn't let you it just really affects my mood specifically so i really try to keep it regular it's good for you it's good it's uh it's food for my my soul yeah no doubt no doubt yeah and outside of that dude i've just been uh uh watching all this nba stuff february there's just a lot of uh you know Dog days of the NBA season, NBA All-Star Games, I've been trying to catch that, and February has not been easy for my wallet, um, given like the All-Star period, um, all the big shoe companies have all these dope releases that are coming coming through, so um, needless to say, it hasn't been good on the wallet, um, you know, all these dope releases like the... I don't know if you've heard the Nike Adapt DB, which is pretty much like this laceless app-controlled shoe. Did you cop that? I, I, I managed to score it for some reason. There was like a pre-release link that came out on Twitter. I just kind of jumped on it on desktop and somehow scored. It's crazy though, okay. man, because it's, it's super expensive and it's such a interesting ball How, shoe. Did you get it already? Yeah, I already Do you I have, have it in your it hand, hand, hand. And it's, it's a dope shoe. I mean, you know, basically there's no laces. It's, it's kind of designed like a Kobe. Um, so it really harkens to like the whole Back to the Future Air Mag vibe. And it's like, it, it's reality. And it's it's kind of dope because it has like a wireless charger. Um, so you just set the pair of shoes on top of the, the wireless charger and it charges. And then when you're hooping or just walking around, you can either use two buttons on the bottom or you can use an app to lace them up so kind of unnecessary i mean honestly is it more is it more gimmicky or is it actually like <laughs> good for hooping uh, I, I mean it sounds really gimmicky yeah to me. i i haven't brought it out to the courts um just because the price tag is really expensive it's at 350 350 and i don't know man Damn. yeah my, i trash my shoes. Right, i can see why your wallet is hurting yeah man so we'll see maybe for casual but right now you know I'm in the evaluation period. So you aren't reselling them, right? Uh, if 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 the price is right, you know, anything can <laughs> can be on the market at least for 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 these new releases. Needless to say, it's dude. That's a, that's a that's like the the right answer if the price is right. Uh, I remember back in the day when I was up in NorCal and we were roommates. Um, we used to hit up San Leandro and then go to the Nike clearance store. And little did I know then that you I had such a wealth of knowledge that in you that I could have used to my like a benefit because I don't I'm not a shoe collector like mm. you and you're you're a true sneakerhead so during that time if I knew 
what I knew now about reselling shoes and just the shoe game, I could have made so much more like pocket change then. Ah, that's all wasted now. Yeah, the uh, you're too you're too far away the now. The hobby is definitely evolving into some interesting uh, interesting trends these days. It's really hard to stay true to the hobby, but yeah, man, it's a it's a lifestyle, and it's uh, not the cheapest lifestyle, but it it's you know. Hooper, Hoopers need their equipment, you know? Guys, there are car guys out there, yeah, and dude. you got sports guys. And us sports guys, we really love, um, you know, our tools. And for basketball, dude, hoop shoes. Yeah, it's all it's all about hoops now. And let's 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 get into it. Um, we, our next segment, we're going to do a Bay versus LA segment where each of us is going to pick three quick hitters. Just a rundown of our regional sports. What's, what's the current events? What's hot right now? So... Well, let's have you start, JC. What's your what's your first thing, and then we'll lobby it back and forth. Yeah. So uh, let me start it off with what's what's cracking here up in uh, the Bay Area, San Francisco. One of the biggest things that's kind of buzzing around right now is uh, Bryce Harper to the Giants. I think there's been a lot of speculation uh, about Bryce's free agency, and the Giants somehow finagled their way to be in play for his services so there's a lot of chatter over the airwaves in terms of the possibility of him joining an outfield offense starved team like the giants so there's a lot of people just kind of talking about is this a possibility would he be a good fit does this fit the giants uh long-term plans so i think it'd be interesting to see what happens but as of this point he hasn't made his decision so we'll see what happens yeah, I was, I, we were talking about this like a couple of days ago. I remember you made a really good analogy, and it kind of stuck out to me. You said like if Bryce Harper was to join the Giants, it would be kind of like LeBron joining the Lakers right now, where it's not quite a the perfect fit, right? In in the sense that like Bryce Harper's like the LeBron, he's super talented, but are the Giants like ready for that to maximize his talent in terms of wins? Yeah, right? um, I don't know. I mean, so my my take with regards to that is you know LeBron is obviously well you know well into his career and he's he's won a lot already um and i I don't think it's an apples to apples comparison but bryce is ready to to Mm. win right now and the giants for the most part are in uh either a retool or almost rebuilding mode so the timelines don't necessarily kind of coincide very much like what we're seeing with the lakers and lebron you got lebron who wants to compete for a championship and then you have all these young lakers so, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting dynamic to see if that is you know, something that comes into play when he makes a decision. Yeah, well, speaking of LeBron, my first uh, quick hitter in the Babers LA segment is uh, LeBron's all-star selections, and I thought it was just hella funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Right, I shouldn't use hella because I'm in SoCal now, so <laughs> I can't betray my region. Uh, <laughs> it's just natural right now. I mean, I, I lived there for so many years. But uh, yeah, LeBron selecting Kawhi, Kyrie, Clay, Unibrow. Um, was there anyone else I'm missing that's a free agent? I mean, he, it was almost, it was just comical that how he selected his team. Um, you know how like everyone's saying that LeBron is, you know, he's like playing mind games. Yeah, it's all this tampering um, recruit. discussion. Yeah, the tampering thing. I think uh, even when the selection, right, didn't Giannis make a joke that when he picked Unibrow, that's tampering? Hey, man, I mean, it's low-key kind of a... A low-key tampering move, it obviously in in highlighted in the in that platform. It's you know it is what it is, right? But that's the genius of LeBron, man. It's like any opportunity he has, he's gonna really try to get get a get a whisper in there. Try to try to plant 
try to plan an idea. It's like, do you respect it, or do you like, or you you you, you roll your eyes at it? Well, I mean, in the absence of all this free agency, I guess uh, possibilities. I think he did a really good job drafting a, a dope team. I think he dominated Giannis, but I mean, it's just kind of interesting um, to, to to see that that's definitely a possibility. And the fact that it's been a hot yeah, Giannis picked his team. They were just he just picked all a bunch of big big guys. Yeah. <laughs> did it like there was no like cohesion to his picks. Yeah, and they 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 you know they they actually had a good squad, but LeBron just you know he. He picked all the top players, so it's just kind of interesting to see how how that worked out. I mean, with all the discussions about what's going on with you know AD and this whole trade demand thing, it's really interesting that he he had the gall, he had the nerve to actually pull the trigger and cause that chatter. But you know, Braun likes the he likes the headlines, man. He likes the attention. Yeah, he does. He likes the attention. He, he does, and he's just like you know what, it's provocative, but f it, I'll do it. <laughs> And he did, and boy, did the people eat it up. So, what's your second second quick hitter? Um, speaking of guys that seem to like attention, one of the bigger stories here in the Bay Area was KD and his pending free agency. Um, I think it's been a dark cloud that's been looming over the Warriors' season thus far. Uh, basically. Since KD has joined the Warriors, at the end of every season, he's just been signing these sort of one-year extension deals, making him um, potentially a free agent at the end of each season. And I think at the end of this season, um, there has been a lot of speculation in terms of what he's going to do. It seems like, you know, the Cinderella story or whatever has already kind of ran out up here, and KD seems like he's, he's got eyes... Uh, away from the Warriors organization. And I, uh, a couple weeks back, um, KD had a, a big blow up against the media just because apparently um, he had gotten tired of all of the coverage for pending free agency discussions that he went on like a media strike, dude. So like for one week, KD was just like, he didn't even show up to any press sessions. Um, and then... After he went on all Marshawn yeah, Lynch, he right? went zero dark thirty LeBron style, and um, and then after at the end of one game, um, which they had won, I, uh, I forget who they they played. Uh, it's not it's inconsequential at this point uh, because this KD story blew up. Um, a lot of the 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 reporters were asking, like, you know, where have you been? Why haven't you been, um, you know, addressing the media? And he just went on a tirade talking about you know you guys are trying to figure out what i'm going to do next you know i don't know anything about you know what's happening in new york i had nothing to do with the uh, porzingis trade and then it just really blew up and um so it's been a really interesting time at least here up in norcal just kind of speculating about what's going to happen with kd um there's like so much there now uh, with the social media age and all the coverage. Aside from like, I'm, I'm I think um, one of the reasons why Katie didn't talk it was the Porzingis trade. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, once Porzingis was traded, people were saying, "Oh, New York is clearing cat space for two max slots, and it's going to be Kyrie and Katie." And it was just another thing that Katie would have to answer because 
really media pushing narratives out yeah. there yeah everybody's speculating and i mean it's an interesting story i mean the fact that he kind of signed up for these one-year extensions really opens up the possibility to have all this discussion so i guess it kind of comes with the territory to be honest Katie's pulling a LeBron. It's a LeBron strategy. LeBron was the one that did the one-year contracts. He's kind of following that model. I mean, it's if you're the top of the heap, um, then yeah, it makes sense. You know, you can dictate. You can have all. It, it's annoying to address that speculation, but you got a lot of power though. Yeah, you can hold it over the team. It's kind of sad. I mean, you know, I, I I kind of am not a big fan of a lot of the LeBron histrionics before. But the fact that it's happening uh, somewhat. But you're getting it with KD, though. You're getting it with KD. I know. That's what I'm saying. And it's it. it, it, I could see from someone out of market why it's kind of annoying to see that. I mean, you kind of put yourself in that position. But at the same time, I understand where he's coming from because, in many ways, um, I think different from LeBron, um, who kind of always has this sort of eye for all of these external things. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I think LeBron's still kind of you know is there to win kd is pure basketball like he honestly just loves the game and he's super passionate um and i do think a part of him really is a segment of uh not answering this question just because frankly i don't think he knows like i think whatever happens to him for next year is going to be contingent on what develops between now and the end of the season so you know i think if he just said yo you know what, guys? Like, I'm not ready to talk about this right now. I really just kind of wanted to keep my options open, but I really haven't been thinking about what I'm going to do next. So let's just focus on what's going on right now. Like, if he said that, I think that it would be so much smoother for him. But he kind of, he was kind of pouting a little bit. And, you know, everybody's human. So everybody kind of deals with stress differently. So it is what it is. It was actually... It actually transitions really well to my second quick mm-hmm. hitter, which is unibrow, AD instead of KD. <laughs> and AD, let's just put it uh, as simple as possible. He, I mean, he, it's a big clusterfuck right now for him. You can blame his management. You can blame, you know, the, the team. Clutch sports, the, baby. You know, himself. Just how he planned, orchestrated this whole thing to demand a trade a week before the deadline and then having the Lakers be put to the fire and the Pelicans not really want to make a deal because the Lakers basically offered their whole team. Yeah. And if, if they're going to offer their whole team and you're not going to take the deal, he, you were never that interested in taking the deal, right? What's, where's the negotiation? Um, you're basically using the Lakers to negotiate with somebody else, maybe the Celtics, because they like Tatum. But um, that, yeah, that that whole debacle and the Lakers just break, you know, falling apart, it's... It's just the whole free agent thing. Yeah. Free agency. It's thing, messy, right? man. The media circus that comes yeah, with it's it. It's really messy. Low key, I'm chuckling though as it was happening, just because I mean these guys all need a master's class in politics, man. Because everybody's just not doing doing it the right way. Like you don't go passive aggressive and just use the media. The media can be powerful, you getting your message, but at the same time, they could really bury you as well. And you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if that's the way that they wanted to do business, then New Orleans was more than happy to oblige with their, you know, their gamesmanship in terms of trying to uh, make it interesting for L.A. So, uh, low-key, I'm laughing on the side here just because, 
I know you're laughing because we're falling apart. Hey, <laughs> the team is literally falling apart. Hey, LeBron and these young guys. It's, there's just no chemistry right now. It's like Game of Thrones up here, man. Like if we're, you know, oh. if 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 we're on top right now, anybody that's going to be able to try to get the the throne, any discord or drama on that end, I'm all for it. So, you know, keep on doing it. Yeah, seriously, it. it's what's 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 the tagline for Game of Thrones? You either you play to win or you die. I don't even know what the tagline is, but that that seems fitting. Yeah, dude. That's I mean that's why everybody relates to Game of Thrones, man. It's such a it's such a uh, a relatable concept and story. All right, hit us up with your last one. Uh, biggest story, at least from the Bay Area, uh, that I could say, um, sports story would be uh, Demarcus Cousins integration into the Warriors lineup um, for those that didn't really know um, over the offseason um, DeMarcus Cousins was a free agent um, but he didn't have any suitors because he suffered you know a really career-threatening injury with his Achilles um, last year um, and you know all the discussions were uh, at least the speculation was no one was really offering. I'd say at least that's what Boogie was saying. No one was offering him a contract. So he signed with the Warriors. And then there was this huge backlash about him signing with the Warriors. Um, and in, in, in terms of, of that development, in, uh, in addition to the backlash, there's also a lot of discussion in terms of how he would fit. Would Boogie be the same? How would he look? Can he help the Warriors essentially uh, stay uh, relevant, stay competitive, and still compete for a championship. Um, so that's one of the biggest storylines um, here in the Bay Area ever since he signed o- during the offseason. Um, you know, it took him a while to actually get started and, and play with the Warriors. You know, the season started, what, October? And he joined, uh, he rejoined the Warriors in playing uh, uh, his first game in, what, mid-January, mid to late January. So there was a good amount of time in terms of just being able to speculate what was going to happen with Boogie Um, and eventually he joined the Warriors and you know um, just trying to fit in into you know this 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 train that's been running for what three years four years I don't even know how long it's been so a lot of discussions about DeMarcus Cousins his fit with the Warriors uh, the Warriors championship uh, chances um, with him as part of the lineup and essentially how this whole crazy experiment is going to work out. So that's, I think, one of the biggest stories that's been happening here in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah, that's a big story. I mean, <clears throat> looking at it, it's... I like how like you're you're saying, what are the chances with Boogie in the lineup for the Warriors for title contingent hopes? And the chances, I think are like a hundred percent when you look at it i mean we're gonna go you're, you're probably gonna go into it more yeah. but uh everyone around the world is just shaking their head right now like come on face palming what is boogie join the warriors if he's 50 percent healthy it's just it's just annihilation you if you really try to look at it but they did lose to philly though so um yeah you'll get into that more my last topic is laker playoff chances I think that's a huge story, not just in LA, a huge story kind of across the US, um, the whole, will LeBron miss the playoffs? And yeah, we'll get into it more because uh, in our next segment, we're going to pick, we'll call it the deep dive, and we're going to pick one topic from our current three. You get to pick yours and I get to pick mine and we get to elaborate more on it. Yeah. 
and I'll, and I'll let you hit it off first because uh, I think I think I know what you're going to get into. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting stories, but I, I I do think it's a good opportunity to talk about this whole Demarcus Cousins experiment here in the Bay Area. Um, so I really want to deep dive Boogie's, you know, Boogie's case here with the Warriors and his his uh, his presence in the Warriors. Um, so. In terms of the deep, deep dive, um, I already kind of gave you a little bit of background in terms of his return and how he joined the team. Um, you know, no one wanted to sign him based on um, based on what Demarcus was saying um, over the summer. I think there was a lot of hesitation to essentially get him signed up, especially for a really max contract, which is what he was he was due for. Um, over the offseason, um, I think it had a lot to do with the unprecedented nature of his injury. I think uh, the Achilles injury has happened to a lot of superstars before, um, but no one of the Marcus's stature, weight, and caliber has really suffered this type of injury. It's really, really devastating. I mean, we've had some uh, players that have been able to um, recover from it before. Dominique Wilkins is someone that's an example of that. I mean, Dominique was an all NBA player before he suffered the injury, but after he came back, I still think he was an all star fringe player. I mean, he was he was quite productive after his his major injury, and one of the well chronicled ones is essentially Kobe Bryant's uh, Achilles injury, and you obviously have a lot of experience and perspective in terms of how that looked for someone like um like kobe um albeit he was a little bit older when he had suffered that injury but after kobe uh suffered that achilles injury he just never was quite the same so no not at all it was it was game yeah over. dude so given all of this sort of um uh uncertainty about you know, DeMarcus, um, you know, he took a risk. I think he uh, he initiated contacting Bob Myers, the general manager of the Warriors, over the offseason and said, hey, if you guys got a, a spot for me, I'm down to join. And bada-bing, bada-boom, they, they signed him up over the offseason. And obviously, he was still under recovery, and there was, you know, maybe the 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 first third of the season he wasn't even ready just trying to do rehab and eventually he returned and joined the warriors like what i said uh mid to late january and the biggest thing that i want to talk about with regards to that is how does he look when he is he's joined you know with all this question about you know how he's going to be able to fare once he returns um 10 games into uh his return it hasn't looked bad Surprisingly, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, from a physical standpoint, um, has been able to hold but hold up. I don't think he's the same, and I think part of that, uh, a huge part of that, has to do with his injury. Obviously, that's something that that's serious. That's really going to affect the way that you you move around. But I do think a lot of it has to do with. Um, you know, the mental barrier of being able to kind of get back from something, uh, you know, as devastating as that. And lastly is rhythm. Um, so overall... Conditioning. Yeah, yeah. Also. Conditioning definitely is a huge part. Um, I mean, overall, at least the past 10, 15 games since he's been back, DeMarcus has actually looked good. 
um, in the games that I've I've seen and I've seen most of it. Um, he started and he's really kind of added a new dimension into this Warrior basketball attack. Um, the Warriors have never had uh, a center of his caliber and his skill set really play that position. I think out of all the centers they've had over the years, DeMarcus has had uh, had the most offensive skill and capability out of all of the folks that we've had. We've had Bogut before, Ezeli, uh, man, I didn't even know like uh, who we had, JaVale McGee. DeMarcus, from a skill standpoint, is the most gifted um, and his basketball... We have JaVale McGee now. <laughs> exactly. And you know all of JaVale's shortcomings. JaVale is, was a wonderful player with the Warriors, but I think you know the team kind of made it work out for him and we could really highlight his strengths and, and weaknesses. And the same thing with DeMarcus. I think a lot of DeMarcus's strengths are highlighted playing with the Warriors. You play with a lot of high IQ, highly skilled basketball players you can really kind of show off a lot of your passing ability and your ability to kind of finish just because all of these high-level basketball players are able to essentially leverage the skill that he's able to provide. So um, offensively, I think it's a great fit. Um, DeMarcus um, definitely has been able to provide uh, a boost in terms of the production that we've had, we've needed and uh, never had with the the five spot. Um, So, I've seen him pop some threes. Um, I've seen him do some pick and pops uh, with players like Steph and KD. I've seen him do pick and rolls and finish. Uh, a lot of uh, folks may have seen the way that he's finished in, in some thunderous dunks for a bunch of games already. Um, so from a physical standpoint, you can see that he still has something there. Um, so it's been uh, a really great fit from an offensive standpoint. Um I think one of the things that's been uh, uh, that really hasn't been discussed is more of the uh, the the other part of the equation, which is the d- defensive um, fit, essentially. And let's just face it, Boogie is not a defensive player. Um, you know, he he's big; uh, he can clog up the lane. But I think um, offensively is where his strengths are. Um, he's got good skills. He's got good instincts. I think one of the th- biggest things, at least defensively, that Boogie brings is his ability to take a charge and just kind of, you know, be able to kind of read the situation and, and take some contact and make it difficult for, for penetrators to, f- to finish just because he knows how to take a charge. But, you know, he's no JaVale, dude. Like, he's, he's not a shot-blocking machine. He's no, he's no elite shot blocker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Jav- I mean, last year when we had JaVale, you know... You really had to be aware of him because at any point in time, he could just kind of, you know, come out of nowhere, weak side and just, you know, reject the ball. And I don't think Boogie... Re- yeah, I mean, you guys you guys made a huge mistake in letting JaVale McGee walk and signing DeMarcus Cousins. Man. Well, we wanted him back. I don't know what you we guys were thinking. We wanted him back, but I think JaVale wanted to have uh, a bigger role elsewhere. And I think he's getting that down south. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, he is. Much love to Jabil. He's actually uh, moving past his Shaq Tina full days. He's actually really productive on the court. Yeah, yeah. So much love to Javel. He got his rings and he bounced. And, you know, I mean, we I think we pay, we offered the, a similar amount to what he got with the Lakers. But I think the amount of opportunity that um, that Pierre two times can get down down there um, is is a little bit different. So that that's one thing, at least defensively, um, you know, 
DeMarcus has a lot of improvement and it's something that uh, is a little bit different from what we've had from the five spot before. I think, you know, when we've won our first championship, we had Andrew Bogut, which is a tremendous shot blocker. And then talking about JaVale McGee, all of these players kind of brought more of a defensive uh, presence with the squad. And I think that's one of the bigger adjustments. Um, I've seen him block uh, a couple of players. He actually has good uh, skills to actually strip people and and and, um, and steal the ball. I think he's he's stolen balls from like CP3 and some some point guards. So the ability is there, but it's just not his biggest strength. Well, I think uh, part of it is also Demarcus Cousins has always played on teams where he has had to carry such a huge offensive load. Mm-hmm. So for him to commit himself to defense and be that complete two-way player, it's really tough. There's only so many players in this league that can do both at full capacity. Obviously, youth comes into it, injury concern and stuff like that. Uh, DeMarcus Cousin having an Achilles injury. Yeah. Can he do both? Probably not. Could he do both before? Well, the, He probably could, but one would cost. it would cost something, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like the James Harden uh, scenario, right? Everybody expects James Harden to, you know, carry the load offensively that, you know, his defensive effort is going to be a little bit compromised with regards to that. But that's the beauty of being with the Warriors if you're boogie, right? It's, you know, this, this, the load offensively is taken away from you. Like, if you can score, like, 10 points, 12 points, you know, that's more than enough. You know, hit a pick and roll, bust, you know, uh, bust a couple of threes just to kind of create more spacing. And maybe he can kind of focus on the defensive effort. But I do think like his 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 defense is I mean, it's, it's not that bad. I mean, part of defense is being able to do defensive rebounding and and just being a presence and, and clogging the lane. And I do think he brings that. I think just being a big yeah. body there uh, in the post uh, is already sort of a big um a big factor uh, in in the in, in in the scheme of things right just because he's he's there he can he can box out he can grab some boards so he hasn't had any crazy rebounding numbers i think a lot of that has to do with his playing time as well i think we were kind of slow playing him a little bit but it's not as bad as you think um it's just that he's yeah. he's not like this really intimidating shock blocker I don't mean to interrupt you, but like while we were talking about all this, it kind of I kind of spaced out just for a second because it's kind of I realize it's kind of like a bunch of rich people <laughs> complaining about money. Like, oh man, I wish I could buy that yacht. <laughs> you know, like ah, oh, it's it's been a down year for my company. We only are re- we only brought a hundred million dollars of revenue. Oh, man, tough times are tough, right, guys? Amen. I mean, that really it's like. <laughs> It's just the rich keep getting richer, but, and you know, you know what? I, I totally understand. We got to put our analytical hat yeah. on, right? We gotta, we gotta analyze it. Yeah, but that's how you stay but rich, bro. That's you, you gotta, you gotta make some these tough decisions. But yeah, I, 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 I'm <laughs> no, sure, totally, totally good. I'm sure folks are salty that he's still with us. Um, I'm salty. <laughs> I won't lie. I'm super salty <laughs> because he was actually uh, linked to signing with us, and we end up signing Javel McGee for a million dollars, which is a great deal. But hey, hey, if you can sign Demarcus Cousins for five million dollars, that's cha-ching. Hey, hey, apparently the Lakers didn't offer him because or something more than what the Warriors were willing to pay him. So the opportunity was there. Yeah. So I mean, the Warriors had the luxury of waiting. I, I do think it's a perfect situation for right. him to come in, right? Just because coming off a significant injury, all of the pressure is taken away from 
from him coming into uh, a winning situation. And I think from his standpoint, strategically, that's, you know, that's that's a smart move, right? Uh, aside from like the basketball sense, um, there really is just a lot of pluses um, to be able to come and join a loaded Warriors squad. So, you know. I thought he hated us. I actually never, you know, I never thought in in yeah. any way that he would want to, you know, to to join the Warrior Squad. But you know, injuries and reality sets in. He made a smart decision. No, he made a smart decision. It was the perfect decision if you really think about it. You know, he's he's coming off an injury. Management culture is great there. He can he can audition for a year without the pressure. And if he wins a chip, a championship, that will only up his value for this summer coming up and he can negotiate a max contract yeah. if he's showing well, that he's healthy which he is so yeah we'll we'll close it at that and then we'll get to my topic which is the lakers <laughs> playoff chances drum roll right um which doesn't look good right now i'll be honest it doesn't look good at all i'm i'm really worried um i think at this point uh my the fan in me wants to say we'll do it we'll make it in the playoffs but being realistic, it's it's going to be, at this point in the season, really difficult. It's the final third of the season, and there's like 20, 20 or so odd games left. And the sample size, even though um, it hasn't been full, the team hasn't really come together as a full squad. Lonzo's been out, and earlier in the season, there were some suspensions. Uh, Rondo and Chris Paul got into it. Brandon Ingram got suspended, and then LeBron went out for 16 games. And it's just been just so up and down the team's never been healthy there were some good stretches in the beginning of the season they were 20 and 14 and people were talking about how high can the lakers go when they were the fourth fifth seed maybe they can make it to the third or second seed but at this point looking at it realistically the lakers are out of the playoffs it's not looking good with the strength of schedule going down the wire the lakers have i think the fourth toughest schedule they play milwaukee a bunch of times they play okay see they play the warriors too it's it's rough. And also, let's take into account that with the unibrow trade rumors and not pulling the deal, the team has been in such chaos. And now the young guys, can they handle the pressure of playing with LeBron and making the playoffs? Because LeBron is all about, okay, it's just ridiculous talking about LeBron making the playoffs because before it was a shoe-in. But now we're talking about can LeBron take the Lakers into the playoffs? So it's a whole new era of the, of the LeBron era, really. And there's some, there's a lot of fragility to it, right? Uh, the, I don't know. It's it's like a, it's like a thin paper glass. You, you you just don't want to knock it off the table because there's no recovery from that. And that's how we're feeling. The honeymoon period is over. When LeBron signed, it was you know, roses everywhere. It's like the beginning of a relationship, like a honeymoon period. That first couple months, everything's good. You're like, oh. We never get in arguments. Uh, we'll just, I can't see nothing going wrong. This is marriage material. A couple months later, you're like, oh my gosh, I see all the like the issues that we have, all the, you know, the pros and cons of your personality. Yeah. Mine too. That's what we're finding out right now. He's the looking at not other players already, correctly. recruiting other folks. It definitely is a, you know, much further from the honeymoon period. That's, I don't know though, man. That's the thing. It's just like, there hasn't been any LeBron team that hasn't been in playoffs in a long time. Do you honestly think the NBA is going to let that happen? The biggest cash cow for their league not actually show up in the playoffs. Come on, man. 
I know, I know what you're saying. I'm, 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 there's a part of me, the conspiracy part of me, that's like, yes, NBA, please set this up so we make the playoffs so you guys can cash it in. The Warriors playing the Lakers the first round, that would be, um, yeah. I mean, I think the Warriors would trounce the Lakers, obviously. Yeah. But it would be a cash cow. Regardless, I, I think the NBA can only do so much if you're a conspiracy theorist. The players got to go out there and win the games. You can you can have some refs maybe give you some extra calls, but you got to make shots. And if the Lakers have a flawed squad where their three-point shooting is not... I mean, every LeBron team, the blueprint has been surround LeBron with shooting. Yeah. And have obviously another superstar, if not two, right? But the problem is the Lakers don't have good shooting. They did trade for Reggie Bullock and Mike Muscala. And Mike Muscala has been injured. Reggie Bullock has been a decent addition. Still, that's one shooter. Rondo can't shoot. Ooh, I, I'm shuddering. Mike yeah, Muscala and Reggie Bullock. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, Rondo can Rondo can hit a couple threes, right? Mm. He, he can bust some shots. <laughs> Lonzo. What about Lonzo, man? If you watch any of the games, they yeah. it's like you know you know how they guard Ben Simmons. I've I saw a screenshot one time before where literally all the five defenders were packed into the paint and Ben Simmons was at the three-point line. Nobody was four or five feet close to him. That's essentially how they guard Rondo. And you can see the Warriors, the beauty of the Warriors, which is obviously an outlier. Like you have two of the greatest shooters on your team. Oh, actually, include KD into that, right? Yeah. Yeah, spacing is everything. You can do all those things because you have spacing. LeBron, he needs spacing because he's such a dominant force. He needs to be able to dish it when he attracts attention and also create for others they need to make shots and that's the difficulty right now it's hard to really believe in the parts that are assembled and it's not to criticize necessarily the parts because i do think there's some really interesting intriguing parts which is like brandon ingram he's a guy that needs the ball in his hands he cannot shoot from three he needs to create his own shot lonzo he's he's improved his shot but he's still got a long way to go i mean he's a guy that's shooting 40 percent from the free throw line a point guard shooting 40%. Oh, oh man, yes. that's brutal. You know, what I kind of find interesting is, you know, how come this wasn't part of the conversation before LeBron joined the squad over the offseason? You figured that there would be a lot of kind of speculation. He's always kind of tailored the squads that he was, go- you know, going to join it, you know, with Miami. And I th- I'm sure it took a little bit of time, but... Was LeBron's decision primarily uh, non-basketball related when he made that call? Did he have his eyes just set on LA already without really looking at the basketball component of this? If you were to ask me that question and I was to answer it without obviously having a ton of insider information, I would say Mm -hmm. LeBron probably had it made already that he was coming to LA. He probably needed certain things um, satisfied, which is management, right? management under yeah. Jim Buss at the time. I don't know if he would come necessarily because how would you how could you trust in management then? But when Magic took over, yeah. at least you can trust it in a little more where it's a blank slate where they wanted to clean house. And I do believe when LeBron came, he was expecting Paul George to sign, but didn't work out that way. It, because if you imagine if LeBron signed and we had a the Lakers had another max slot and they signed Paul George, it would be a different story yeah. right now. We would be talking about something completely different. I think they would be second in the West right now. Oh, yeah. Paul George is having an MB, MVP caliber season, dude. So, obviously, that would be... But what's interesting about that, though, is like, would Paul George actually have considered 
going to a team where he would be second fiddle to LeBron. It's just kind of interesting, you know, the whole, the whole dynamic. And it it's interesting even more so just because given that ex- potential expectation that we speculate, that's why they're pursuing this whole AD situation, right? It's just like, I wouldn't say it's like uh, the backup plan, but it's just this whole second superstar pairing with, with LeBron. That's part of the, the bigger plan that they had or he had the whole time. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course it's his plan. Um, I mean, look at his career, how it's gone. He's always put himself in a situation where there's a second star. So maybe this time it just didn't work out immediately. And as you can tell throughout the season, them trying to train for Unibrow, it is the strategy. Coming this summer, (laughs) speaking of free agency earlier in our quick hits, Katie being a free agent, Kyrie being a free agent and having those rumors of him apologizing to LeBron about you know, the whole leadership thing, how, knowing how tough it is to be a leader. There's more rumors going around. Can Kyrie join up with uh, LeBron again? Is it a possibility? Oh, and uh, obviously, Clay. Clay's another option. Clay would be a perfect fit with LeBron. I'm not saying he would leave, but there are these things that LeBron, does he have the power to recruit his second superstar, right? He already and, took oh, strike to, one with the AD situation. It's not uh, fully done yet. Yeah. It's not done yet. It's not done yet, but the, the chances are low, just like the Lakers' playoff chances. Now, um, I I don't know. I, I think it's difficult. If you look at the standings, they're they're the tenth. I think they're tenth. Yes, yeah, they're, they're tenth. tenth. The eighth the eighth spot is occupied by the Clippers, and the ninth spot is occupied by the Kings. And the Kings, they're hot right now. They're that feisty young young gun team that's not afraid of anyone they go out there they have nothing to lose versus the lakers have everything to lose because they have lebron on the team the expectations are high so we'll see how it goes from here i do think the i do think the lakers are still going to make the playoffs i think they'll squeak in the eighth seed just because even though it's not looking good right now i do expect them to go on a run of maybe five to six games put together five to six game winning streak and hopefully that makes a difference and they'll need help in the standings like the Clippers falling and the Kings falling because of inexperience. And also the Clippers traded a huge, huge component of their team in Tobias Harris. So we'll see going down the stretch. I still think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. I'll keep repeating that until it becomes true. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep on trying to will the this thought that the Kings are going to keep on their upward trend um recently the warriors played the kings and they look good they they were toe-to-toe with the warriors in terms of you know playing into the game if buddy healed uh just kind of made the right decision the last second speaking to the inexperience that you're you're talking about maybe they would win a couple more games um so i do think there's an inexperience factor there but man they are exciting to watch they're playing fast they have a lot of talent uh, that's uncovered before we close this out, I want to ask you, are you more fearful of the LeBron-led Lakers or the Kings? De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, that collection that they have right now, especially after the most recent game where they really challenged the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about this and as much as the Kings are really talented and they play a really fast game, I, it's hard for me to not be concerned about a LeBron James-led team. Uh, The Warriors have been battling him in the finals, even losing one to him in a finals matchup. So, you know, it's really hard to bet against LeBron just because, I mean, 
arguably he is the top player in in the league and as it hurt as as much as it hurts for me to to say that um he you know he is a transcendent player he can lift teams and in a playoff series i don't really want to match up with anybody that can essentially win games um you know an injury here a few calls here and there foul trouble here and there and then the series could be turned upside down even if the warriors are heavy favorites for all of these matchups um and as confident as i seem uh to be with my team i also know that it's sports it's basketball shit happens and i really don't want to take my chances against a lebron james uh led team so i'd rather that they just fall apart go quietly into the abyss and not even come into the picture for this this playoff season yeah thanks bro thanks for looking out for my mental welfare in rooting against the lakers because if they don't make the playoffs we're on the opposite end the the warriors have been blossoming we've been dry spell and yes i i know it's a it's like boohoo for the lakers but that's the whole transcendency power of lebron is really being tested right now can he the transcendent player he is can he use all his superpowers and take this ragtag team into the playoffs Yes, he can. He's going to beat the Warriors the first round. Just make some movies, LeBron. You know, get a head start on Space Jam 2. Hey, Space Jam 2. Space Jam 2 20, 2021. Yeah. So, yeah. So, just bow to the playoffs. Get your body right. Get your additional free agent superstar for next year. Just miss the playoffs and just do your LA thing. That's partly why he was there anyway. So... I think it's fitting for us to end this podcast on looking forward to Space Jam 2 in 2021. <laughs> we want to thank you for listening. Um, we want Please please email us for, about any topics you want to discuss at uh, ballverselife at gmail.com. We got an Instagram where we're going to put out really cool designs of Ballverse Life and all the concepts that we want to develop through artwork in the Ballverse Life official uh, IG handle right there. And our Twitter is Ballverse Life also. So please, yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Give us a rating. Give us some comments. We would love to hear from you. And yeah, we'll catch you guys next time on our next episode. We'll dive into way more topics and get this Bay vs. LA thing going. See ya. Peace.